It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I am here with the Greg Wilson. Hey, hey. And Joe the Kid Perez. Hello. Uh, we have Cup Swanson calling in in 10 minutes. It's, uh, it's going to be a good show. Um, I'm excited about it. Uh, I am in Las Vegas next week, Monday to Sunday at the Stratosphere Hotel. If you want tickets, I have comps. Just hit me up. I need your name, and I'll get you tickets to my show at the Stratosphere. Uh, it's going to be good. We got Dean Thomas performing on one of the nights, I think Thursday night. Or maybe Sunday night. I don't know. Whatever it is. But it's going to be... <laughs> Just get tickets for all the nights, and then you'll be at the right show. Uh, Aiko Tanaka is the feature. It's going to be a fun She's show. She's a funny gal. She is a funny I like gal. Aiko a lot. She's adorable. She's funny. Yes. Uh, well, what else is going on? Um... A little stressed about the wedding. Uh, I'm excited about the wedding. Shocker! But it's just, man, I mean, you know, you hear all these things about like, you know, I was kind of letting her do it, you know, I was yeah. like, hey, but then that was the problem is that I wasn't like, you know, I'm just like, you're, yeah, you're not involved. You're not doing your part. Yeah, how, do, how do I make this? I know what you want. And then this is like, you know, and then is it like, is this how it's going to be once we're married? I'm just like, no, you're better at all this stuff. Like, you're just better. So at, it is how it's going to be. Once no, no, no. It's not going to be how it's married. I, I just thought that you're I was. You're going to be like, yeah, you're better at this. Listen. You know from the beginning. I delegate. No, I sort of, but I just been crazy swamped and and anyway, so I have to do more of my share uh, yeah. with the wedding. But it's just man, like getting that guest list because we, we don't have that much money. Like we I can't afford you know three hundred people or four hundred people. I'm trying no, to get down man. to like and so, the list grows fast from what I understand. Yeah, and then you when your parents start going, hey, here's ten of my friends, or hey, can we invite ten? I'm just like or like the third cousins and the fourth. That's that's when you're like. I don't know. It's tough. What's the groom supposed to do for a wedding? Because I know the the bride's parents pay for the wedding, right? No, no, that's 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 well, that's a, that's traditionally a that's the way it was. Okay. But that shit don't exist no more, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless you're marrying a really rich girl whose dad wants to pay for it, uh-huh. which even if they're rich, there's no guarantee the dad he may be like, "Fuck yeah. you, you pay for it. I don't want her marrying you." So it just doesn't happen the way it used to. So now I'm going down my list of friends of like, okay, who's Who's who do I care if they're out of my life forever? This is what happens. You got to <laughs> you wind up tearing your life. <laughs> yeah, you end up like certain tears. Like, well, they're not an everyday friend. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Like, it gets it gets it gets. And then there are some weird. people that I've already asked to come because I'm like, hey, what's your address? And I'm like, wait a minute, I wasn't at their wedding. So now I'm like, yeah. now I'm angry that I'm inviting them, right? Because I forgot that they're married. But then I'm like, well, they've it's their third wedding or their fourth wedding, so maybe I, that's why I wasn't invited. It's just you start doing all this math in your head I don't know that's hard it's how stressful how old are your friends <laughs> Jesus they've been married four times how dysfunctional like, are my friends no basically shit. so that's okay I did a show last uh, Friday night at, at, at the weed dispensary Dante now has a yeah, show yeah that's a fun show it's a fun show but it's better to go on early because Absolutely. the crowd get, that's when like after 45 minutes like that's when the, the edibles kick in and it's like you're doing comedy for zombies. Zombies, they're out cold. They're just kind of like. Eh, it's like they're doing the yeah. mannequin challenge. Yeah. During the show, so that was that. And then uh, 
then I did a show at the Laugh Factory in uh, Saturday night at the Laugh Factory. And it's funny because I've been doing like this dime bar show that I do. It's a tough room. Yeah. Like they don't just give it up. They very rarely just give it up for people. But right. it's funny because it's making my other shows so much easier and better. I'm like, wow, this crowd knows that they're going to see a show tonight. Before right. They, they were, came here for comedy they and came, they're ready to laugh. So like I did a show last night at the Ha Ha. I felt like I was Richard Pryor after yeah. the dime bar, you know, because and then I did a show at the Laugh Factory. I'm like, wow, this Rich Breyer. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> all right. I, I, I felt very good about my life. Okay, about my maybe sex. Dane Cook. Let's say that. But Dane Cook before or after the uh, good Dane Cook. Dane, uh, yeah, I felt early like, early Dane Cook. I felt like early Dane Cook. There you go. So, okay. uh, so that was that, and then. Um, so it was good. It was really good. And then, but then I went to a party. You know, my my girl invited me to this party, and I'm trying to do more things with her like that she wants to do. You know, because a lot of times we do what I want to do: go to sure. fights, go to sure. Vegas, go to comedy shows, or whatever it is. Well, you're paying, so. So, <laughs> so I went to a party. And the parties always I always like her parties or. Just in general, parties until people get too drunk and then start giving me career advice. Hey. It's always that guy or that yeah. relative. That you starts, know what you should do. What's that? No, that's what I'm saying. That's how it starts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, hey, hey, you know what you should do. Hey, you're a comic. You know Amy Schumer. Yeah. Uh, they start asking me. Oh, you know, you know Bill Burr. Uh, and then they start telling you why that Bill, why Bill Burr made it. Oh, he only made it once he got this, or he only Amy only made it once she got that. Like they discount this person's entire career that right. I personally know, you know, and then when I try to correct them, I sound bitter or if I, <laughs> so there's really no way of just, is I have to just block out. Mike Epps told me that actually, when I opened up for Mike Epps in West Virginia and people were coming in the green room and they were like, yo man, can you record this, uh, thick rap on my track or all these and he would just pretend that like they didn't speak English yeah. and then they left he's like man that's what you gotta do pretend you have no idea what the fuck they're talking about and that's what I, I do sometimes people start talking to me and I just act like I don't know what they're talking about even though I know exactly what they're talking right. about I, I just go oh okay yeah and then just move on so that's sounds like a great technique good deflection <laughs> good deflection how yeah. are you doing but overall did you enjoy the party I did enjoy the party. I enjoyed my. I enjoyed being with her. So anytime she's there and I'm there, she's yeah. she really is like. I, I know really, that feeling, but yeah. I really lucked out of of just being with a really good person. Yeah, it's just it's just stressful as far as like. So she didn't luck out at all. You're a dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I can do nothing with her, and I'm having a good time. No, totally. You know, I feel like, the same way. With her, great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So that's that's well. Scary. You're always out of town. Someone's got to keep her company. Jesus Thank you. Christ! I appreciate that. You're one of the few friends. I I have friends that I know I could uh, I could leave with my girl. Yeah, and you're one of them. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> There's no way she's gonna be like mm, this guy's shorter, fatter, and uglier. But I have friends. I, I have people that maybe. I, yeah. I have people that I know, even that I might like, that I would never leave. Like a guy like, like ben, one of the Wayans, Ben. Sure. Or, or there are certain guys that I just would not leave with my girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Just, I, I don't or know Vinny. why. Vinny, yeah, uh, actually, Vinny's okay. Vinny gets enough pussy where yeah. he doesn't need your pussy. You that's know? true. Like, that's true. But, he gets too much. But it, it's it's really the insecure guy that's good looking that just you know. So, so I know uh, you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, uh, we got to get Cub Swanson on right now. Then we'll go over your week. Then we'll go over the fights. Joe, we, we, we got to catch up on your... You, you actually missed the, the last time Joe had sex. The girl wanted her, uh, him to cut her during sex. Yeah. Uh, it was so, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but right now... We're did, gonna, you, did you cut her? No. Oh. No, but he had a, uh, a machete under his bed. He so keeps, you could have cut her. I could have, but she didn't want to because the machete was really rusty. And she says, oh, I don't want to be cut with that thing. 
I'm glad you at least went that far to explore it, bring it out. <laughs> let, her, <laughs> let her see the weapon, judge for herself. But why he has rusty a- machete? It's old. Uh, it's old. But why do you have a machete under your bed? Well, it was a gift from my brother-in-law. You live with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, he like, wants to be able to defend his parents if they ever get a home invasion. Do your parents have a gun in the house? Come out no. And, yeah. No. no. It's it's fucking Joe the kid and a machete. That's right. This is this is the the thin blue line between his parents and the structure. Cub Swanson, how are you, man? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. You're on the MMA Roasted podcast. Your fight was the greatest fight I have ever seen in the history of fighting. That was amazing. Congratulations, man. Well, thank you. Uh, That's quite high honors. I appreciate it. I mean, it was. I've only seen one fight, so. so <laughs> but but that was good. So. Uh, and it was a unanimous decision. It wasn't even. And one of them had him thirty twenty six. Isn't that right? Uh, I think it was thirty twenty seven to one. Uh, but I, I could be wrong. Okay. Now now I had now I had put money on you. The, the the bet didn't go through for some reason. But I had a feeling you were going to win. Because, number one, you're my friend. You've been on the podcast. Uh, that's the most important part. But, <laughs> but number two, I, you know, I look at that guy's record, and I'm like, he hasn't fought a guy like Cub Swanson. He hasn't fought a, a grizzled vet who, uh, who, who's still hungry, who's just been in there with everybody. Uh, was that your feeling, too? Yeah. I mean, I was impressed with his, his uh, last two wins before me. Um, you know, th- those were, you know, quality guys. But I definitely feel like, uh, you know, I was a little bit more elite than those guys. And the biggest thing was I don't stand flat-footed like those other guys. So um, we thought that that was going to be a huge difference maker. Now, when you were hitting them, though, I mean, you must you hit them so some of the, the most people would have went out. I mean, I fell down a couple times during that fight. but <laughs> and, and he was able to withstand that, and he was still there. What was going through your head? Uh, I, I kind of wanted to turn around and look at the ref and be like, what, what's the deal? <laughs> but every time I was like thinking about it, uh, I, I'd pay attention back to, to him and he was already recovered. And I was just thinking, geez, like what the hell is <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> but you had that bit kind of impressed by his chin and his heart, correct? Oh, for sure. Um, he, he was in there the entire time. I, I could see it in his face that, that, uh, over time, he was, you know, more tired and, and more beat up than I was. So uh, I just kept pushing. But, you know, I, I was shocked that, that he was able to, to withstand it all. No, it was, it was an amazing fight. Now, when you're, when you're in there and you're, and you're talking crap to him, right, like you were sticking out your tongue, you were kind of laughing at him a little bit, but you could tell he doesn't speak English. Uh, <laughs> did you feel a little bit like you were, like, bullying a kid at all? or? <laughs> no, nah, you know, I just that was going to be part of my game plan. You know, I've been on the other end of it, me being the, the young hungry fighter that, you know, people are talking about and then, you know, stepping up in competition. So I knew that he really wanted the fight and, and, uh, that when he got the fight that, you know, when you go to the press conference and he actually had to look me in the face and at the, at the weigh-ins and everything, I wanted to, to intimidate him and let him know, like, you know, I said, uh, you know, he called out a killer, and he said I wasn't anymore. And I was like, okay, well, we'll see. Well, hats off to you, and hats off to Duho Choi, because that was, uh, that was quite a fight. Now, what was that? Uh, Cub, I, I want you to be real for one second. 
I was watching the fight. Okay. And in the first round, it looked like he cupped your junk pretty tightly there, like in the, when he was trying to block them knees. Did you feel that? You know, it's weird. Somebody texted me that, and, you know, uh, I got it like the next day. Uh, and I did, had no clue what they were talking about. And not until I watched it. Uh, you saw it yesterday. then when you watched it? Yeah, I, I saw it. And I was like, huh, that was weird. I, I didn't notice. Yeah, because like guys cup, do. So I so, think I think it's probably why I didn't notice. Right, you're fighting, obviously. So you think he was trying to give Cup a hand job? I'm telling you, he did give him a hand job because it happened more than once. I'm watching this because it's normal for guys to reach down to the inner thigh to block that knee. Yeah. But usually the hand is da- face down. His was palm mm-hmm. up. Cup, are you upset that he didn't finish you? <laughs> like, like actually. I think he was. Just- I think he was sizing me up for sure. He sure was, buddy. <laughs> he sure was. He got a good grip on like two times. I'm like, hey. Do you think maybe because people always think Asian people have small penises that he was actually, all right, let's see how big uh, you know this guy's penis really is to compare? Uh, uh, you guys are going too far for me. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, psychologically, I think that's up, where you uh, won the match. I yeah. I can't entertain that. <laughs> now, now he hit you a couple times. It looked like you were dazed. How how close were you to being out? Uh, I didn't think I was close at all. Um, he hit me with a good shot. Uh, just kind of threw me off my rhythm. And I was exhausted by that point because, you know, I was giving it everything I had. And uh, I, I, I instantly recovered. But I, I just took it upon myself to play defense because – he was just shooting heat down down the pipe, and I was trying to to go over the top of his punches, and I didn't feel with my back against the cage that that was the smartest thing to do. So I basically, you know, tried to recover a little bit, uh, you know, more fatigued than, than from like a headshot, and then he just waited for my opportunity to, to, you know, start my attack again. Now, what's crazy about you, Cub, is I've hung out with you, you know, we've had plenty of time in the shows, you've hung out. Now, you're... Now, we, we've been around hot girls before, and girls are always saying to me, hey, hook me up with Cub. Hook me up. You're, you're a very low-key pimp. Um, <laughs> now, uh, after this fight, were you able to, uh, you know, did you have any chicks? What happened? No, nah, I've been, uh, I've had a girlfriend for, for quite, a while, uh, quite a ways now, so. Nice. Uh, I, I've, been, I've been good for sure. Who's this girl? Uh, we don't talk about it. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Is she famous? Ah, uh, to me. Uh-huh. Nice. Interesting. Interesting. All right, there we go. So where does so Cub? Where do you go from here? Who do you who do you want to fight next? I mean, the the whole title picture is crazy. I I know I'm somewhere right there. So, you know, I stayed quiet after you know I was supposed to fight for the belt, and you know I ended up losing two fights back to back. Stayed quiet and just wanted to focus on getting wins back. Uh, I took on three tough guys. I was able to win those three three fights, and not only that, I, I neutralized their strengths. And um, you know, so now I'm I'm just waiting. Uh, I wanted to take a little bit of time off. I'm opening my gym next week. Uh, I'm actually in the parking lot right here, about to do a walkthrough. Uh, UFC gym Costa Mesa. Me and Michael Bisbing doing a gym together. Uh, this is going to be huge. And then you know, when they call me for a big fight, I'll be ready. Now, are you are you going to train people as well in this gym? Yeah, I'll be teaching some classes. Um, you know, there's going to be a regular staff, and, and me and uh, Michael will be here, here and there. I think we, you know, 
I'm going to try to be here as much as I can, but you know, we'll be here a few times a month to, to teach some classes and then I'll, I'll be popping in all the time just to get workouts in. Are you teaching Zumba, women's aerobics? What are you teaching? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not certified yet, but but that that's the game plan. <laughs> Dude, I would I would take that class. The hot Zumba class. If Cub Swanson teaches Zumba, how yeah. fucking cool would that be? That that would be amazing. Uh, Cub, you're a very funny guy, man. You ha- you're very low key funny. You're kind of fucked up. For- like you send me some texts, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this you're. So um, all right, let's let's talk about UFC 207. Who you're picking? Ronda Rousey, Amanda Nunez. You know. I would be surprised if, if Rhonda came back looking like her, her old self. So, hmm. uh, you know, I think she took a lot of time off. She probably needed it. Um, but, you know, I just I think she needed a warm-up fight, and I don't think this is one of them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a dangerous, dangerous fight. I mean, it's, she's going for broke. If she wins, she's back on top. But if she loses, it's, that's, that's a fall far from... Where she was, Grace. I mean, you know, uh, so I think Nunez, too. Um, Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt. Man, I, it's a super interesting fight. Um, you know, I, I've been friends with both of them for, for you know, quite some time. Uh, but I'd have to say I, I've, I've just heard, you know, I hate to get either one of them upset with me, but I've just heard that, that Cody struggles with, with guys that have great movement. Um, you know, he, he's, you know, wax people when they stand right in front of them. Um, and obviously Dominic's not going to do that. So, uh, I, if I had to bet on it, I'd have to bet on Dom. So you've heard like at the gym, like, like kind of rumors, like guys who run around, like his, some of his, his like training partners, he's, he's like getting beat up by them because they're, they're moving too much. Yeah. Not really that he's getting beat up, but just that those are his, his toughest rounds to, to figure out people is when they move a lot. So that's just what I've what I've heard from people. So, you know, you never know until it's in there. I know he's hungry and, um, I think they're both going to be emotional in this fight and that could play a big factor as well. Um, Dominic's already done well with, uh, performing under, you know, those crazy matchups. So there's a lot of trash talk. So I don't, I don't, I think this is by far the, the most vocal we've, we've seen Cody. So we'll see how that plays into it as well. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Verdum versus Velasquez. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, Kane, Kane just looked like a monster for so long, and then he's just been kind of in, inconsistent. Um, and, and Verdum is just such a tough matchup for a lot of people. Um, if I was going to bet on that one, I'd have to say uh, Verdum. I, I think Kane. I think this is low altitude. Uh, he's not in Mexico. He's, I, for some uh-huh. reason... I don't know, but uh, I'm disagreeing with you on that one. Uh, TJ Dillashaw versus, versus John Lineker. Uh, I'm going to have to say TJ. I think, uh, think stylistically this goes to TJ. I hope TJ wins. I feel like he. I feel like he's getting screwed the most because he had a very. He was he was the champion. He had a, a close fight with Dominic, and now he had to. Now he had to fight two killers. Uh, the guy before him was a killer. The guy that beat him, uh, Asuncio, and now he's got to fight Lineker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are tough fights. You know, that's that's the crazy part of being at the top of the division. It's like, you you know, like for myself, I just had like 
a, a decent war and it's like all right my next fight's gonna be i gotta expect the same thing if not harder so you know it, it is what it is now you've taken a lot of punches to the head i mean you, you you're always in wars are you are you are you concerned a little bit like in in 10 years from now you, you might you know you might not remember the girl you're banging's name or something is, is there is there any any fear to that uh I don't feel like I've taken that many hits to the head. I feel like uh, probably more in sparring than, than in fights. I don't really, I mean, if you really look at it, my, my face wasn't all beat up after the fight. I got caught with like a couple good shots that that uh, left some marks, but I don't feel like I took a lot of damage. Um, I feel like if I start really slurring my speech and, and things like that, then I'll definitely stop. Good, 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 because uh, I, I care about you, man. I think you're a well, good. I appreciate that. I think you're a good dude. It, like, it, was, it was. I remember you came to my show and your jaw was wired, and oh. and you couldn't talk. And then I'm like, "Hey, everybody, this is Cub Swanson." And you're like, <laughs> "I'm like, no, you don't understand. This guy's a UFC legend." You're like, <laughs> it, it really, it was kind of awkward, you know. <laughs> well, sorry to put you in that position. <laughs> no, I but uh, you know, you you got to make the best of every situation. And I wasn't uh, all the times I've been injured, and I never, you know, decided to sit at home and feel sorry for myself. I just go on with my normal day, and and you know, I, I feel like that's how I've really stayed at the top is is having that mindset. I remember last time we talked, you were, you were buying a house. Did you ever buy the house? Uh yeah, I. Uh, I bought a house, I sold my other house, and then I just refinanced this house. So, uh, lots gone on since then. Nice. So, you got a house, you got a girl, you got a huge win, you have a UFC gym. You're, you're killing it, bro. You're fucking killing it. Well, I'm, I, I told everybody I'm never going to be hood rich. You know, I'm not going to go out and buy uh, cars I can't afford and, and, you know, jewelry and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm really trying to invest in my future and make sure that if I, if I am slurring my speech and I'm uh, handicapped, that at least uh, I'm taken care of and my kids will take care of future kids. I, I love it. I love it, man. Are you, you in Vegas next week? Yeah, I'll be there. I got a show in Vegas. I got a ton of new jokes. I would love for you to. I, I would love for you to. Because remember, one time I was like, he, he wanted to come back. To, all right, I got. I got a new joke. Uh, so, um, I, I uh, would love for you to come into the show and 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 also to hang with you, brother. All right, I'll, I'll see what I can do. I need to see what time I fly in. I booked all these flights a while back, so I gotta. I gotta keep them. Uh, gotta take a look and see what time I get in. It was Friday night, right? The night before. Yeah, uh, every night, uh, Monday to Sunday. Okay, okay. But yeah, no excuse. Well, I fly out the next day right after the fight. I'm going to go catch the the um, Broncos-Raiders game on New Year's Day. Nice. Look at you. Living the dream. <laughs> he's living the dream, man. Yeah. He's, he's living. Trying, trying. He's living. Well, thank you, Cub, for being on the podcast, and have a, a very happy holiday, man. I appreciate it. I hope you guys have one as well. Take care. That was, that was Cub Swanson, fucking legend. Yeah, man, that was, uh, you know, he seems like a very nice, uh, s- smart guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice guy. He has his head on his shoulders straight, he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, nice guy. Yeah. He got cupped by Do Choi Hoi or whatever. <laughs> Do Choi Hoi. Do Ho Choi. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
whatever. Hey, that guy. I don't want to be rude by asking him, like, hey, are you worried about taking too many shots? But that's a legitimate question. Yeah. It is. I mean, there's a lot of that conversation, but I mean, this is that made roast. Yeah. Teary, I wanted to, waiting for the violins to come out during that one, because you know, I care about you. And oh, so whatever. I wanted us to go apple picking. But do you think <laughs> that this, uh, this weekend in wine country? Do you think that if you wait until you start to slur your speech, then it's already too late? Yes. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. You know what's funny is if you watch some of the later, uh, when, when Ali was still fighting, but you watch some of the later fights and the interviews and stuff, he's already dramatically slowing down. Yeah. You know, it's like, like the words don't come out with snap anymore. And you, now seeing what happened, we know that's what was happening. You know, but it's amazing at the time that people weren't more like, hey, man, you're a. Well, I mean, look at Bernard Hopkins fought last week. Uh, he's 53 years old. <laughs> he got knocked out of the ring. I'm, I'm not kidding. He got knocked out of the ring. And then he says, I was pushed. Yeah, by the seven punches to the head. Yeah. And then, but like, I'm like, I'm not surprised he got knocked out of the ring. I'm surprised he got into the ring. Like, Who <laughs> Listen, the fuck man. let him, who's letting him Cocaine's fight? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. You he know doesn't do I mean? anything. He doesn't do coke. Sure. Do Where coke. do you think all the money went? Why is he fighting at 53? I he, He's not a cokehead, but he's a straight-ass dude. Now? No, he always has been. Oh, I mean, okay. He, had, he did go to jail he, for strong-arm robbery, which <laughs> means he robbed someone without a gun. That's how much of a fucking right. badass he is. Like, and that's what Cedric Entertainer did a joke about that. Like, you know you're a bad motherfucker where you're like, Give me your money. <laughs> like, take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So. But exactly. Where'd the money go then? I think he has money. He he owns part of Golden Boy Promotions. He's got a ton of money. He just lo- these guys. He just still wants to fight. Yeah. And because he's the promoter, he's like, eh, give myself a fight. Exactly. Yeah. He just. Well, then good on him. Yeah, but not when he's getting knocked out of the ring. Well, <laughs> you know, he didn't know that was going to happen. But like Roy Jones Jr. is doing bare knuckle boxing now against Bobby Gunn, the guy that we had on the podcast. Yeah, he's fighting Roy Jones in bare knuckle boxing. Listen, if you if that's what you love to do, yeah. and that's all they'll let you do, go do it. Yeah, I know, but I think I think there has to be a. What if one day they're like, dude, all you can do now is cruise lines? What are you gonna do? I could do comedy on cruises. Yeah. I'll do comedy on cruises. There you go. That's what I'm saying. That's bare knuckle vert, you know. But if I but I, if I had no other options, these guys, these have, guys other, have no other options. They could commentate. They could promote. They could they open up a commentate. gym. He does commentate Roy Jones, and so does Hopkins. They, there they can, you go. So, but they clearly miss fighting. I know. I I understand your point, but then you, you then it's like, well, someone has to step in and be like, all right, your last fight, you got knocked out of the ring. You're 53 years old. Well, that might be enough to convince him <laughs> that maybe the ship has sailed. That getting knocked out of the ring—that's that's. If you can't be honest with yourself, look in the mirror and be like, "Yo, man, last time you got knocked the fuck out of the ring." And I do have. So I have a lot of new jokes about getting engaged and Trump. And I know. I was just supposed to. I know. Else. I do need to write more shit. It's just if every ten jokes I write, three work. You know. Yeah, that, that, it's just you're a short form joke writer, so yeah, yeah. they don't fill a lot of space. It's just. But uh, anyway, so uh, it was good seeing you last night it's at the nice Dime that Bar. You still was ringing around your head. Oh, of course. Made uh, its way back out. Finally. That's how I am, dude. That's how. That's like they said, Larry David, back when he did stand up, he would kill, but one person wouldn't laugh. Yeah. And then this whole set would be criticizing that one person, <laughs> and then that would he would ruin every would set. Ruin that the would, set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're always like, dude, move on, leave them alone. Comics are so thin-skinned. There was a, you know, when I did the, the uh, Looney Bins in uh, Little Rock and right. Arkansas, Oklahoma. And Oklahoma. So uh, they have comment cards on the thing, and they go rate the comic one to ten, which is pretty shitty. And then and then they have comments. So somebody gave one of the comics like a zero or a one. 
And then he, you know, the, as a comic after your show, the comics we all lurk around looking at the comments. Right, right, you know, right, right. You know, so uh, and what they do is they go in the office and they post the worst ones. So you have to see the the guy who gave you a two. You know, Ugh. they don't post a nine or ten. So this comic took one of the comment cards and called the person the next day at home and said, hey, listen, uh, uh, you gave me a one. What, you don't think I'm funny? And then we were not allowed to look at the comment cards anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's pretty brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Good. Fuck them. Well, they should have been like, no, I don't think you're very funny. I'm sorry. Uh, right. But that's like that, 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 that like Seinfeld episode where the guy was heckling him and then he followed the guy to work, sort of heckling him at his job. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like doing that so many times. It's hard at the dime bar because at the dime, you know, it is a bar, too. And unfortunately, people that go to the bar spend more money than people that come for the comedy show, usually. Yeah. They're there to drink. Yeah. So I can't really tell them to shut up because I don't want to lose them the money. At yeah, the bar them kind of. being patrons of the bar. But sure. like Monday night, they, people were having full-on conversations while the comic was on. And very few comics are good enough in that skill to get people to shut up without being nasty pricks and be like, hey, shut the fuck up. This is a comedy show. But it's not really a comedy show. It's sort of a bar that we're having a comedy show in. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, I have to, it's kind of hard to walk that line. And you really kind of have to accept that when you do a bar show. Yeah. That a lot of times, and the only way to beat that is by being funny enough to really get the front people laughing out loud. Yeah. And if you can get them laughing out loud, that actually can grab the attention of the people. They're like, oh, okay, this guy's worth watching. And then you can get their attention. There are a lot of times in the dime bar when I'm amazed that I've actually gotten there to <laughs> And then I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, oh my God, they're actually listening. What no, the no, fuck last night was good because, you know, we ha- you know, I was trading a couple spots. So I, someone gave me spots. I gave them spots. So and I had, that's what they should there do. There were like There's two or three newer comics. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like when I went to their show and watched them in front of their crowd, they were very funny yeah. because, because they had like that safe space of... Well, I didn't, they were comfortable there. They played it all the time. Yeah. But I didn't also factor in that most of the comics that their space were also comics. The crowd was comics that were like on the show laughing or something, you know? Yeah. So then when they came to the dime and they're like, oh, this joke work killed last night. Yeah, yeah, it killed last night at the open mic that you go to every night. It didn't kill last night right. in, in a place where it's a neutral audience yeah. or if anything, the audience is against you. Yeah. Um, um, and then I was like, Greg, fucking save the show, which you did. So I appreciate no, that. Cool. Thank you, brother. But, uh, but it was like, it's interesting sometimes to see comics out of their comfort zones. Yeah. Uh, so how are you doing? What's going on with you? What is going on with me? Oh, the game show. I've been watching the game show that kept me away from MMA Roaster for the b- bigger part of the earlier part of this year. Um, finally went into production. And we shot six episodes that are the pilot episodes, and the show's already been greenlit, so it'll now be going into production in 2017. It'll be on television in the fall of 2017. No, I saw Pauly Shore. And yeah, Pauly Shore and, and uh, Cedric the Entertainer and yeah. John Lovitz. Nice. And, and, you know, so a lot of big name comics were on it uh, for the, you know, and, and, that's, and, and that's the thing is, you know, this show's so funny. Uh, I don't think we're going to have problems getting people to be on this show. I think everybody's going to want to be on this show. Yeah. Because it's just funny. And I think, uh, and I honestly, I think America's going to go nuts for it. Good. I think it's going to be a big fat fucking. I, I hope think, it's a big success. Because it's funny. Yeah. And everyone was dying, and the comics are hilarious, and there's lots of interaction between the comics. Which, if you remember, when Comics Unleashed had the interaction between the comics, it was funny. Super funny. And when they, when they took that out, it was like, it's too hard to edit that way. Just do your joke. Then it became much less fun. Yeah. So I think for us, if we could continue to allow the interaction happen, this show will be electric. Good for you, man. Wait, what's this show about? It's called, it's called Funny You Should Ask. It's a trivia show 
where we have contestants and they ask the comedians mm-hmm. trivia questions. There's six comedians, panel six com- uh, comedians. They ask them a question and then you reply punchline, but then you actually try and answer the question. Nice. And then the contestant just thinks they're, you're right or wrong and they win money based on that. You missed the dime bar last week when Dave Chappelle came, by the I way. know, which part of me was like, I was like, of course I don't show up at Dave Chappelle shows up. Yeah. And then part of me was like, well, at least I don't have to follow Dave Chappelle. That's fucking Well, bad. you went on before. He was the last one. You would have went on before. No, man. no, you would have made me wait. <laughs> <laughs> I've been putting you on earlier. So no, no, you would have been like, dude, Chappelle's just let Chappelle go on, and then if people stay, you can go on afterwards. And I wouldn't have gone. No, on I wanted to see how your n-word ch- uh, joke would have done. It probably would have crushed. Yeah, yeah. The other night though, it got rough. As a haha. It's gotten rough a few times. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, but that's what I love about that joke. <laughs> you never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I, I'm there to make it dangerous. And that's why when it works, it works so incredibly well because it's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. But then when it then sometimes it hits choppy water. But it never gets so bad that it's that it, it's it turns into like a physical altercation yeah. or anything like that. I mean, you know, I mean, because there's a part of them that knows that I'm right. You know, they just hate that I'm getting away with it. Right. So, anyway, it's just a fun routine. If you go to my YouTube, I think it's literally called the N word. Right. So, uh, so, and what's going on with you, Joe? Any chicks? Uh, well, you know what? Recently, there's like there's been this weird phenomenon happening to me recently. What's that? Well, I don't know if Greg was here. I think that we, I talked about this last week where the girl who I took her virginity, remember? Oh, her? right. Yes. Yes. She texts me back. This is like two months after I took it. Right. This is like two weeks ago. She texts me. The way you just called took it. Yeah. Like the way I took it and I yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking nailed it to my headboard <laughs> with my, my other tails. So she texts me and she says I had to get an STT, STD test yes. because she thought I gave her an STD. Right. And she says that I should get one too. But then, you know, I blocked her because I don't want to deal with that. Right. Well, you shouldn't block someone from saying that. probably get an STD test. Yeah. Well, I've never had an STD before. Maybe, had- but maybe she gave it to you and that was her way of saying you might have something. But she was a virgin. Well, maybe, maybe she maybe, wasn't. Maybe she had someone maybe sex with someone after you. Or, or oh, maybe she was you. a virgin. Oh. <laughs> she was a virgin. How do you know? She was bleeding on you? Was it hurting? It was, she was screaming in pain. Wow. Is that because you were stabbing her? Yes. All right, go on. It's <laughs> because he, so, he was doing his, he was making her listen to the, the, his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've never had an STD. It's Wean Dog she Radio. Was, he, he put that on to set the mood. <laughs> That's my Barry White. That's right. Throw on a little Wean Dog. Go on. Show her what it means. I've never had an STD before. I've had an STI, but that's no big deal. They go away, What's right? What's an STI? Sexual transmitted infection. How'd you have that? From doing stuff. You just get it. I don't know. It goes away, right? All right, go on. Well, did you take anything for it? What do you mean? So technically, that's an <laughs> STD, though. Well, I think a disease and an infection is something different. Okay. Like, I, I made love to this girl, and then the next day I woke up with a bunch of stuff all over my mouth, like some sores on my mouth. I'm like, really? what the hell is this? That's yeah. that, that means you have herpes. Well, I don't know if it's herpes, but it went away. So now I'm talking to a new girl, right? She's a, she's a Persian girl, and I'm talking to her, and she says that I need to get an STD test before we do anything. I'm like, what the hell is that? Why do I got to do that? Because like, right, you you're fucking filthy. <laughs> you are the fucking mop bucket at a porno shop. You are fucking- I don't understand how a guy who has, has sex so little can catch so many things. I know, but why do I have to get a test? Like, so- Cause you need to get your shit cleared up, man. Maybe you have something. Or, or or maybe you don't like have a lot something. of things. I thought you can't get STDs if you wear a condom, though. No, apparently you can get no. them on your face. No, you can. You can get you can get warts without a condom. That's true. You can get herpes on your face. You can get stuff. 
You've got stuff. I mean, I've worn a condom at least three times. Clean the microphone after you leave, by the way. Yeah. All right. All right. You wore a condom at least three times? Yeah. Out of how many? Five. I think like ten. <laughs> I wasn't that far off. Okay. Out of ten. Okay, yeah. So out of ten. Out of ten times. different girls you fucked or ten times? Ten girls. Hey, you guys. You have sex with ten girls. Yeah. Around, and you roughly. wore a condom three times. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Three it times, only starts. But not like every time with three girls, just three times. Right. Okay, go to the <laughs> clinic. Yeah, you got you to go to a Planned Parenthood. Well, you see, I always start off using a condom, but it always is like after 10 you, minutes, you, I take you, it off. They're, they're wait, 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 why do you right take there? it off after 10 minutes? Because it's always too big. I've been using the Magnum condoms that I got from the weed doctor. Right. Because they give you a bunch of free condoms when you sign up for their health care plan. Okay. But they're all Magnums. They're too goddamn big. Right. But I wear them anyways. Because mostly black people get them. Yeah. All right. So, so they always <laughs> fall off, and I don't wear them anymore. All right, well, listen, you got to get tested. Before you have sex yeah, with this girl. Quit breathing in my direction. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever got an STD test? Yes. Yeah. What's it like? They just take a... It depends. Now it's so easy now. They just basically take a, a Q-tip, put it in your mouth, it's like a little swab thing, and they tell you what, everything you have. It's, Is it free? Yeah. All right, I might get it. For you, they'll probably pay you. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Just to have one good sample of everything in one bucket. Uh, by the way, CB Gold is calling in right now. Uh, CB, how's it going? Hey, how are you? See, uh, good. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you don't feel good. I just had my breakfast uh, cup of blood. All right. So, uh, you know, I feel healthy. I feel rejuvenated. Okay. So, what have you been doing on this? Uh, you told you were a mammoth watching your parents' dogs, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. And yeah. uh, what have you been doing? Uh, spending their money. Okay. Uh, getting, you know, I, I'm spending time at a tattoo shop. I feel like if I'm there long enough, they'll assume I own it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my strategy now. I call it's called a, a hostile takeover. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit there until these motherfuckers are like, either you gotta go or uh, we gotta go, and I'm gonna be like, sayonara, motherfuckers. So you think that you could just wait somewhere and eventually you own the place? I don't have an education, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's how business works. That's you. That's called squatting. It doesn't seem to work in that favor. It's working at my parents' house. <laughs> And that house is worth over a million dollars, so I think I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, so you, you're just going to sit someplace, and then you own it. And then you own it. That's, oh, right. okay, that's well, how that works. Good luck with that. It's man. like when you, those contests where you put your hand on a truck, yeah, and then the last person with the hand on the truck wins the truck. What people don't realize is that applies every day. <laughs> well, that is a very good strategy. That's right. Uh, now, how's your love life? So good. Like, what have you been doing? Well, I took a box, Yep. and I put a child in it. <laughs> Now that was about six years ago, so she's twelve now. So, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm gonna stop this right now. Okay, I'm going to stop this. So, uh, have you been graphic at all, CB? <laughs> CB, have you been graphic at all? Oh, of course, of course. I never stop graphing. Uh, who have you graphed lately? I graphed you at the start of this show. You didn't even notice. Wow, <laughs> that's very impressive. That's how good I am at it. How could you graph him when you're in? Manage? I actually graphed him, and I had to set it on fire. Because Joe uh, handled the, <laughs> the, the paper and pen, and when he and when he had it handed it back to me, it had uh, small pimples all over it. <laughs> no, no, what so I had to I had to throw it away. What advice would you give for Joe? Uh, cut your dick off, <laughs> and then give it to me, and I'm going to use it as a shot glass. Well, I'm not going to do this for free, CB. Well, uh, of course not. My parents have to die sometime. <laughs> wow! And when they do. You'll be paid. Well, <laughs> sounds good. It's well, thank bad. you, CB. Listen, it sounds like you're very busy, and thanks for calling in. Oh, no problem. I'm gonna go. Uh, gotta go open this box. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
that was CB Gold. CB, thanks for calling in. Uh, let's talk about the fights last week. Uh, Sage Northcutt. Hey! Listen, Sage Northcutt, I'm, UFC, I'm sorry, this is not working. Uh, he has no ground game. He has no ground game. He's not. He's a good karate point fighter. A great karate point fighter. Unfortunately, I think out of all the martial arts, that's probably the, the most ineffective in the in octagon. In the octagon, absolutely. Unless you're, you know, uh, Wonder Boy Thompson or you're uh, the other guy, MVP, where you're just that high level. And unfortunately, Sage is really good, but it just seems like his, his ground game has not got there. He's only 20 years old, so who yeah. knows? Maybe he No, yeah, he needs to go spend about four years working on that ground game. Yeah. And then he'll be ready for the UFC. Yeah, it, it just seems like it's, it's not... It's not it, Either that or he has to cut to 55 because fighting at 170, he's now at 0 and 2 at 170. Uh, I think maybe he's maybe he's one and one and two. But you know, Mickey Gall, while he's a very very good fighter, he was only two and 0. Yeah. Uh, he's also a very inexperienced fighter, and he's going to be a badass one day. They're both he, fa- they're both pretty famous opponents, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean they were on the main card of yeah. a Fox thing. But what are we doing here? Uh, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, and Paige well, are- and they they talked about it a little bit about the the kill instinct, the mean streak, yeah, the desire. Because it looks like with his karate, he doesn't seem to want to use it to hurt anybody. <laughs> you know, like you have to want to kick somebody's head off. Yeah, and and he doesn't have. Well, that. He got a little meaner towards the end. Actually, a little bit. He started and, like taunting him a little bit, and that was good. And uh, Dana Unleashed said that his. Uh, his, uh, his shit talk was like, have you accepted Christ as, as your savior? <laughs> That's funny. Good I, one. I was, I was laughing hard. Good, <laughs> good job, Dana Unleashed, whoever you are. Uh, so, um, so, so Sage... Uh, and Mickey Gall calling out Dan Hardy. I love Dan Hardy. And that's, just very, that's actually a pretty smart call out because Hardy's coming off a four-year layoff. He's also a name. And Gall probably figures... And the ground, you know, that's what, that's what, you know, Hardy's weakness has always been wrestling, even though he's a pretty good at jujitsu. Uh, he's not a brown belt like, like Gall is. But at the same time, let's call someone out who's active. Uh, <laughs> you know, calling out a. Calling out someone out of retirement. I mean, what? And like I said, is Art Jimerson next? I mean, what, what, are, what are we doing here? Uh, but you know what? I like Gall. He's a good kid, nice guy. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching him fight. And I like be, having him beat hype trains. Um, yeah. You know, someone said he's banned from Amtrak, actually. He's beating so many hype trains. But although, nice. you know, that's, that's although, uh, good joke. you know, beating CM Punk is a lot easier than beating Sage Northcutt. Uh, Northcutt, you know, there was a tough fight because you're like, well, maybe he will land that, that wheel kick. He does have amazing karate. Yeah. Uh, but he's got to put it together. He needs to go to a, a, a gym where they're going to fuck him up. Yeah. He has to go to an AKA. He has to go to a, you know, Jackson's. I know it didn't work out over at TriStar, he, American Top Team. There are a lot of gyms out there. People would love to fucking get their hands on Sage Northcutt, and that is the best thing for him. Yeah. Um, it's Especially like, that one in San Francisco. <laughs> 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 They'd love to get their hands on a little They would Sage love Northcutt. to get it. Yeah. I mean, somebody was funny, though. I was talking to Paul Bradley. I was doing a, a Periscope thing, and, you know, Paul's a two time All American from Iowa, and he wrestles for WSOF. He's got a big fight coming up in the World Series of Fighting on New Year's Eve. And someone, somebody, one of my people on Periscope wrote, you'll never be a champion unless you learn to crush apples. Because uh, North... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he is... Well, I don't know. But there is something... 
likable about Sage Northcutt. You do kind of, li- I do kind of root for him. It's just that you know, it's just the UFC is not a place to, to cut your chops. It really isn't. It, it's like it's like going on the fucking you know, getting an HBO special and bring, whipping out your notebook. It's just <laughs> and, and guys have done it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Carmichael did it, and he's got a TV show. Now he's doing, you're talking he's about that, doing yeah. fine, but it's just not the place. Yeah, I mean the dime. I get mad at the dime bar people doing that. Comics come to the dime bar. I spend all fucking week hitting up everybody in LA. I go on everybody who follows me on Twitter. Look at where they're from, and if they live in LA, I invite them personally to the dime bar. It takes me like six or seven fucking hours to do this. Like I'm, I'm constantly trying to fucking promote this thing because I believe in it. Then during the show, I'm outside fucking getting people in. I mean, I'm talking about a guy like me. I fucking you know sold a TV show last week. Yeah, I shot it. And oh, on listen, Tuesday, your hustle I'm, out, is unbelievable. I'm outside, hey, want to come in? And then these comics come on who are not very good, some of them. Their A stuff isn't very good. Yeah. And they take out their fucking, their phone and, oh, what should I talk about? And then they bomb. And then they text me, hey, man, thanks for letting me work out. Thanks for letting me work stuff out. Hey, man, this, that's a great workout room. I'm like, bro, nobody fucking laughed. You basically shut on the crowd. I know, I'm, I know you're not getting paid for this, so you, you don't take it seriously. But how am I going to keep people coming if this is what you're going to do? You know? Maybe you need to be clearer with them on the front end. Is that, I mean, well, yeah, when you listen, when you book a like, and listen, just so you know, this isn't a workout show. I know that I feel like I'm a, building a fucking hot I feel show. Like a, I need you to I do it. I feel your, like a dick doing that because no, I, yeah, it's your show. They need to know what kind of show it well, is. Well, the truth is, I w- honestly would like to have you, Vincent O'Shauna, and, and Jeff Keith every fucking week at my show. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I know you're going to come through. I know Vinny's going to come through. Even if you work, even if you about your fucking notebook, it's after 15 minutes of, of solid shit. Right. I don't mind if you do it at minute 10 of your set or 15. It's when you start off with that. Yeah. And, and, then, and then you have the nerve to hit me up and say, hey, thanks for letting me work shit out. Bro, like, I didn't create, like, your own personal open mic. This yeah. Is, this is not, it's like people go, where's you the sign-up sheet? You gotta let them know, man. You gotta let them know that they don't have that kind of leeway on this show. I know. I'm gonna do that for now on. Yeah, especially if it's someone that, you know, you're, you traded spots with, they need to get it. Yeah, You yeah. know, especially if there's someone that isn't a professional yet. Yeah. You know, that doesn't have TV credits. Oh, it's that never professional because professional, right. professionals wouldn't pull that shit. Yeah. I mean, even when Damon Jr. does that shit, it's after 13 minutes. He, he acknowledges that he's funny first. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's frustrating. But anyway, back to fucking uh, Colby Covington. Uh, so, no, Paige Van Zandt against the Karate Hottie. Uh, Paige used to follow me on Twitter. She unfollowed me. I think she got upset because I was asking some of her teammates that she dated about her. And uh, <laughs> I could see why she would get upset. I'm sorry if I... Good work, bro. Uh, c- come on. She's a girl. She's a girl, but she's, but she's public about who she's dating, and they're public about it. And then I ask questions. It's sort of... And that's how you get unfollowed by Paige <laughs> yeah, so, so there's the recipe, guys. They, if you're wondering <laughs> how to get Paige to unfollow you, you just go around asking all her ex-lovers if she was good in bed. Then I invited her. Well, I didn't ask her about Which, that. let's be real, she looks like she's probably pretty good. Really? Yeah. I thought she was a virgin. No. What? No. I just heard that from somewhere. Who? I don't know. <laughs> Your fantasy? Did you hear that on Wing Dog Radio? Probably. I mean, I heard a long time ago that she was like CB a Gold's super, golden, golden, golden pawn shop. She tries to create that image because like I, I think sweet Christian girl. But she's also a girl that like I asked her to come on the show, and she's like, "Hey, talk to my manager." Ooh. And I fucking and I went through the management. I, I hate doing that. I mean, when Chris Weidman doesn't do that, 
you know, fa- other guys that are Daniel Cormier doesn't do that. Anthony Johnson, uh, you know, Eddie Alvarez. When they, when they can directly, con- you know, they don't go talk to my manager about a podcast. And, w- and when people do that, I get very annoyed because it's always like, and and then the manager goes, "What questions are you going to ask?" They didn't answer that in, in this situation, but I've had that before, and it's sure. like this is just too much work, and it's just not really what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, well, and she probably also has one of those managers that's like, just send everybody to me. Yeah. You know. And she look, she's not Dancing with the Stars. She's she's prime time Fox. Yeah, she's doing she's very hot. well for herself. Except she got choked the fuck out. And it's the second time she got beat up by a top five girl. The first one against Rose Namajunas. And the fight against Rowdy Beck, Rowdy Beck was lighting her up. She was losing that fight. I don't think that Paige Van Zandt, as of right now, is as big of a star as the UFC is trying to push her on. Absolutely. And it's look, it's nothing against Paige Van Zandt. I'm not personally saying it. I'm just saying, you know, I just don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's all there. I, it just doesn't seem like, especially when you have girls like Joanna Janjunczyk, Claudia Gadella, that other uh, Polish girl that went up against Joanna, yeah, or whatever her name was. I mean, those are elite level girls, and you could put Rose in that mix too. Where you you have tough, tough girls, and it just seems like they're fighters first and celebrities second, whereas Paige maybe is trying to like do everything at once. Yeah, and. There's a danger in that, and the danger is you get choked out on Fox Sport, a uh, Fox, you know, in front yeah. of five million people, and they go, "Okay, well, it's like, all right, well, back to the uh, amateur ranks or something." Yeah, they get kicked down because she can't do it. I'm just glad they didn't make it a pay per view. And Waters, <laughs> and, and and she got beat up by a Waterson who hadn't fought in three years. You know, who yeah. was the Invicta champion, but lost to an Invicta girl that uh, that then lost. I don't even know if Waterson is a top five girl. So, and, but, and, and that is kind of uh, annoying. I mean, I understand that it worked for ratings and that's what they're about. But, you know, when you have guys like Uriah Faber and who's not the main event, that yeah. was crazy. In man. his going away fight, a legend in the, in, you know, of MMA, like one of those guys that every single person knows who he is. And, and, and he's not headlining at his big, this is my farewell match. <laughs> not even co main event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. These girls. Yeah, he's the girl there, the one who hasn't fought forever, and the one who's had like, two fights. Okay, they're the headliners, and yeah, that's what happens when William Morris gets involved. And and it's a, it's a mistake. It's a mistake. And now there's rumors that Mike Goldberg is leaving, yeah. and that Mario Lopez might take his place. <laughs> that is the WME move all over the place. If, if that happens, honestly, I will become the biggest Bellator. I'm a Bellator fan now. You will not find a bigger Bellator. It'll be the Bellator podcast. It will <laughs> be Bellator roasted. It would, uh, or, or Titan FC roasted mm-hmm. or WSOF roasted. I will be really upset. Not because Mario Lopez isn't a star, but he's never been an MMA fan. He doesn't know the MMA stuff. And there's probably a list of, I don't know, 4,000 people that are more qualified than him. Yeah. And that's just off the top of my head. 4,000. I mean, if I really think about it, it's probably 10,000. And he's not bringing in new people to the sport. Maybe he's bringing in a couple Save by the Bell fans. Who are, <laughs> but Well, somewhere in some, you know, meeting room up there at WME, they were like, how can we get more women to watch? Put Mario Lopez. Put but Mario no, Lopez. But they should keep Mike Goldberg. Goldberg, I know he fucks up sometimes and he, he's a little goofy. But he's a fucking good guy, and he's a good announcer, and he's capable. And him and Rogan have great chemistry. And, Absolutely. And what are, what do we do? I mean, if you and if you don't have there, you put John Anik there, or you put uh, 
you know, Adam Hunter stand there. No, CB Gold. But, I mean, put, put, put CB <laughs> Gold there. Stephen <laughs> Stephen Quadros, Morel Ronaldo, Joey Varner would be fucking. Best. We're in Sacramento I mean, uh, for the big UFC fight. I've been here for over a week already. <laughs> I'm broadcasting live from the bathroom of Ronda Rousey. She doesn't know I'm here. I've been living under the bath mat. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to tonight's fight. I mean, it, fucking put Julie Kenzie there. There are people out there that even if you put a girl there, if you want to put girls there. Misha Tate. Put, put Misha Tate. She's been in there, but I don't know how she's behind the mic. Sometimes it's different than behind the mic and in front of the mic, but who knows? Uh, Leslie Smith, there is a list of people that would be really, really good for that job. Mm-hmm. I, and I think I would be better than Mario Lopez. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, put me there. Anyway, so uh, Colby Covington versus Brian Barberina. Good fight. Uh, Barberina's no, a tough it guy. It was a good was fight. boring as shit. It was a good fight. Colby Lame. Is a, Colby's a winner. Uh, yeah, and, well, he he held him up against the cage for 15 minutes. Nah, they were going at it. it. There was tough. Yeah, there were spurts. There was, but spurts. there was a lot of just pushing up against the cage. Like, you yeah, so tired. You go, no, you go. So, I, I enjoyed I that know. fight. I uh, hated it. Uh, I'll tell you what fight I loved was the Emmett Holtzman fight. That was a great fight. They were going at it. Hot Sauce versus Josh Emmett. I mean, they were taking turns, punching on the face. I think that was one of the ones I accidentally deleted. Good fight. Solid, solid fight. Alan Juban. Beat up and shut up Mike Perry. Good. Uh, great fight. Juban looked a little hurt in the first, but overcame it, won every round, uh, dropped Perry a couple times, and you know made Perry look uh, human. I mean, the guy was 9-0 with nine knockouts, talked a ton of shit. So much a, shit. Has a tattoo above his eyebrow. Gotta say, the guy has a hot girlfriend, though. His girlfriend tweeted, like, I'm here with my, my boyfriend, Hot chick. Good, well, good. you know, I hope Alan fucks her. Uh, but Me too. Alan's married, happily married. Uh, but I, obviously, I mean, on the down low. <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy because Alan really—he's—you uh, you won't find a better guy than Alan Juban. Yeah, uh, a, a class act, and he shut up to the bully. Yeah, he he beat up the bully, and it's weird that like. The bully isn't the Versace model. <laughs> it never is. <laughs> the, the bully isn't the guy that every guy wants to be. It's the he other guy. Yeah, he doesn't need to be a bully. He's a fucking Versace model. What does he have to be a bully for? He ain't got time for other dudes. Yeah, but he's. Uh, I'm happy for Alan. Biggest fight of his career, I think. Just when are we having him on? When are we having him back? Uh, Talk about it. I wanted to give him a couple of days to relax. Heal. Yeah. Entered, uh, spent some time in, in like Thailand. Yeah. Uh, but so I was really, I was happy for him. Uh, really happy for him. Um, and then Leslie Smith won her fight. Yep. She was, a, this, I should have bet on this card. I should have, you know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to bet on, uh, I should, because all my, my fucking favorites won. Leslie Smith, they brought her in to make this uh, Aldana girl a star in Mexico. They were like, we're going to make her a star. Yeah. And Leslie put it on her. She sure did. She almost stopped her in the first. It was a great fight. It was a very good fight. And Leslie is a badass, great girl, sweetheart of a girl. And uh, I'm so glad you didn't put money on these fighters. They all were then they would have lost. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Because you know what? Every bet I make, I lose. I'm so I can't I'm do it. Even bucks. when I'm right, I'm, I'm like up, I'm I can't. I'm up six hundred. I'm up six hundred for the for the year. Yeah. yeah. Good for the last couple months. So uh, how far are you down though? I'm up 600, but I'm down 12,000. I'm up. 11.5, we'll call it even. Uh, So let's talk about some of the fights. Uh, So we just made uh, Mark Hunt, all-star Overeem. Good fight. Really good fight. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I don't know who's going to win. 
because they're so vulnerable. Yeah. They're such amazing, badass specimen of fighters. Obviously, Overeem is not the same since USADA got involved and steroids became a bit of a bigger issue. But he still has that, that power. I mean, he almost stopped Stipe. Um, and Hunt hits probably harder than anybody. At the same time, Overeem got the shit beaten out of him by Stipe in his last fight. And Hunt got m- fucking murked by Brock Lesnar. So who wins this fight? You know what this fight makes me feel? It makes me think we need more heavyweights. <laughs> it's the same five guys <laughs> every is. fight. Well, they got no one new, and then new. That, and that's like new heavyweights win and then lose super fast. Like it's, it's hard so, to find a really well-developed heavyweight so, all-around fighter. It's so hard because it's listen, a lot of big meaty dudes. Here, here's why: because when you're to, when you're wrestling, it's like hard, it's like wrestling is always the weakest division in college wrestling. Right. Uh, and same thing for boxing because you you no, weigh, heavyweight can be you, the most you, exciting. Mike it Tyson, is, but no, but you weigh two hundred. But these, I, the guys coming up, they weigh two thirty, two forty, two fifty. All right, do I go into wrestling where I have to work out three fucking hours a day in the gr- gruesome sport where I roll around with dudes? Do I go into boxing where I have to get punched in the face? Or do I go into football where I go into the football? You get beat the fuck up. Yeah, but you don't spend, you don't get beat the fuck up like you do in wrestling and boxing. Yeah, you make you a lot more money and there's a lot more chance. If you make pro. But there's a lot more chance of you going pro in fo- there's a fu- that f- football than becoming a star in wrestling or boxing. So most good American heavyweights are football players. Oh, well, no, that's true. That's absolutely true. And that's the problem with the heavyweight division is is that most good heavyweights are like, fuck this. When you say Mark Hunt versus Alistair Overeem, I'm like, what year is this? <laughs> like, these, they, like, how many shots do these guys get? <laughs> like, it's just, they're like, well, come on. I'm a, well, I don't well, know, Alistair Overeem again. And here's why, Greg, because speed is the first thing to go. In a fighter, and trust me, and even a wrestler like myself, when, when I when I go back, eighth to, grade champion, I was a high school champion. Okay, because okay, right. now people are tweeting me eighth grade I know, champion. They love it. Like, <laughs> you know why? Because they know it gets under your skin. I was a high it school. You so much. Four to, I still have records in my high school that have not been broken. Okay, and, wow. and they've broken in the whole league. I have league records. Because they killed the division. No, because, Shortly because after they cut wrestling. No, yeah. <laughs> if you look, I was, a, I was the third person ever in the history of the Class A prep school, New England, to, to win it four years uh, in a row. Listening to you run the credits of that is like reading a funnel as it just gets all the way it's to the It's very, okay? very specific. But I was the fourth, third person ever to do it, okay? Look, at, look it up. Look up Adam Greenberg, New England... Wrestling, uh, prep school, class A. Uh, they're still on the internet. There wasn't the internet back then, so there's not many articles as it should be. But okay, you gotta go. You, here's what you gotta do. You gotta go up to Connecticut. Go to the, got, go to the library. Some, they got some exactly. They got it on microfiche. You gotta find the articles on microfiche, and then you take pictures with your iPhone. And you put those on the internet. It's like one of those, like uh, one of those uh, movies in the '80s where they have to go to the library yeah, to find. Yeah, exactly. And they look it up, <laughs> and they find the old newspaper, and they're like, scroll- microfiche is a huge part of those movies <laughs> yeah. where they're scrolling through it in the viewers, and they're like, oh, oh look at these, these stories line up. All right, my point is, okay, speed was my was my biggest weapon. I was quick as fuck. Right. And now when I go and well, roll, you were three foot ten and weighed eighty six pounds. When I uh, <laughs> I was 134 pounds in college. Okay, <laughs> but now when I wrestle, I, I my mind tells me what move I should do. My body does not go to that move. Right. It just says it's just your speed isn't there. Yeah. Unfortunately, well, fortunately for Mark Hunt and Overeem and Tyson, power is the last thing to go. 
Yeah. You will. You have the power in your 20s, 30s, and 40s. And that's why with a fight like this, it's a coin. To me, it's a coin toss. Whoever lands that big pop that gives them the advantage and then takes advantage of that moment yeah. instead of backing off and admiring their shit, which the heavyweights always love to do. Right. They love to bap and then be like, ah, ah, and then they can recover. So, uh, so to me, it's a coin. Whoever lands that big one first is going to be the guy that probably wins it. Right. It's gonna be a good fight. I just, I'm excited. Know. I might, or it might be a really, really boring. Fight. I was gonna say I'm not excited in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Crow Cop is fighting. I'm more excited to see the results of Joe's STD test. <laughs> we'll do a live show from the clinic. Yes, and yeah, we should. And not only that, it's, <laughs> like it should be called the bucket list. <laughs> the list of when we get the report back, it'll be you reading the bucket list. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. your mouth and your penis. <laughs> Great. Uh, so Crow, Crow Cop is fighting King Mo uh, again in Ryzen. What are we doing here? In Ryzen, <laughs> I like it. My, now know. the first thing is: is it sponsored by Ben Gay? Crow, King Mo still <laughs> sort of yeah, in his prime. So, he's still he's still he's still actively fighting. He's still dangerous. And Crow Cop, I believe, <laughs> is like in the Buena Vista Social Club. He's. <laughs> He's fucking ancient. Are you kidding me? Uh, He's somewhere in Eastern Europe carving b- birds out of soap. What? <laughs> I don't know. It is weird. It is weird. Uh, I'm sure when they went to offer him the fight, it was like the end of The Force Awakens when they just find him. Oh, we haven't seen it. I haven't beard. seen it. Oh, no, this is Force Awakens. Oh, Force Awakens. Not, Awakens. not Rogue One. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing any of these Star Wars. I, I, I saw one with Jar Jar Binks and said, that's it. That ruined it for everybody. I know those horrible. That was the it. The train tariff. <laughs> okay. That was it. Had, yeah. did, you, did you watch the new one? Yes. Was it good? It was awesome. Really? Yeah, loved it. The second hour is fantastic. First mm. hour kind of was a little slow for me. I was like, come on, let's get where we're going. But the second hour is so great that you're just like, especially when Darth Vader shows up. Oh, yeah. The, and they, he boards the ship. and You're like, oh, this is great. Were you high so, when watching of it? Of course. Come on. <laughs> I'm high right now. Um but it's, I'm on vacation. Uh, but the but it was it was you know it was it was it, it was great. The mm-hmm. second hour was great, and I love the way that. Okay, anyways, I'm not going to blow that. All right, so uh, Max Holloway and Aldo are fighting over Twitter right now. Um, you know, Aldo has to just he looked great against Frankie Edgar in his last fight. Yeah. You know, but he's still there's everyone still remembers that that Conor McGregor fight. Yeah, and he's still pissed about it. But he, he has to. Like, he's oh, it shouldn't count. It wasn't a fight or whatever. It count. You know. Look, McGregor, I don't think is going back to forty-five. It's just too much. Look how good he is at fifty-five, and he should fight uh, Holloway uh, next. Uh, but then, Khabib, yeah, because he then, needs to have a couple of like marquee fights to where he, then he can legitimately say, "Connor, uh, I'll beat you at any weight. I've beat these other guys now. I've proven." You know what I mean? He doesn't. He isn't in the position. To turn around and be like, you got to fight me again. It's like, no, you got to prove that you... It's a mess. Because he got, got knocked the fuck out. Really. Although, I mean, he just got caught. He got emotional. He came in face first. And he did what Connor does, which is just time it up and bap. And he hits so hard. People yeah. don't realize how hard Connor hits till they get hit. That's the, that's the problem. Please. Uh, now, look how hard he hit CB Gold's heart. <laughs> <laughs> and knocked him out and knocked him out of reality and into just love fest. <laughs> uh, Invicta announced UFC uh, Invicta 21 
Uh, Rachel Ostovich, she's fighting. I like Rachel. She got her on the fight. I had the show. Her and uh, that Leary, that Lee girl, Andrea Lee, KGB Lee. They had, they had we had press conference with those two, and I tried to say who could make out more, and it was like one of the funniest press conferences. They're both very cool. But uh, on I'm the gonna card, believe that uh, they're both very cool. Panties back. Oh, yeah, Panties yeah. Is fighting Raquel Palui. Were you here when Raquel came on the show? With Kevin think, Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was at the fights with you. Those were yeah. the ones we went to, and yeah. then yes, on the, uh, when they came on the show. That's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Fight. Oh, can we talk about one of your jokes that you've been doing a long time, but I've always wanted to tweak it? What's that? It's the one where you say, um, uh, her eye was so black and puffy yeah. th- that, what's her name, tried to sit on it? Yeah, I think if Kim you Kardashian. Just, I think if you just say that she tried to fuck it, it would be make a lot more sense to the audience. Really? Yes. Because it's a great joke. When we say she tried to sit on it, it doesn't sound necessarily like she's trying to fuck it. It just sounds like she's trying to, you know, crush it or squash it or something. I'll try it tonight. Okay? Yes. So try it with fuck it, and okay. I think it's, it's going to get, because it's a great joke. I'll, I'll do it tonight. And okay. uh, Charmaine Tweet is fighting Megan Anderson. Uh, I love Megan. She's the one yeah, from Australia. Megan's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? Was she Australian or Tans? tans oh, Australia. She okay. needs, you know, the, these two should go to the UFC after this fight because they created this 145 pound division, but they have two girls in it. They have uh, Holly Holm, uh, who's really could be a 35 pounder, <clears throat> and she's fighting. Uh, uh, the girl I like, um, the one from uh, uh, CB. We're gonna need you to call in for real this time. <laughs> <laughs> the girl, the girl from Europe. The, the, the fucking Holly. Isn't this Holm. her first fight in the UFC too? Who? The girl Holly Holm is fighting. No, no, that girl's this girl Jermaine Durandame. We've had her on the she put a bunch of. That's gonna be a good fight, but you can't have a division with two people. No, you can't. It's uh, it's so stupid. It's a bit ridiculous. Um, I feel like uh, we should call what's his name right now, Kevin Lee. Because he made some very uh, controversial statements about uh, how about he, he called um which I thought he I think he was just kidding around uh, but he's like good now we can get uh, Ken and Barbie lost and he called them vanilla vanilla fighters and people were saying that's racist because they're white but he just said vanilla means bland yeah. Uh, so yeah and chocolate means athletically gifted. <laughs> <laughs> So you, you you think it was because they're white? Of course. I think he's meant that they're bland. He doesn't. He doesn't I, I mean, eh, you could have called him yogurt. Uh, Yogurt's you, bland. You call him. I mean, vanilla does mean bland. Yes. Yeah. But it also means white. I don't think Kevin's racist though. I don't think he is either. And I hate that you can't make a joke like that and not be called a racist. That doesn't make him a racist. Oh, yesterday. A racist is someone who actively doesn't like a culture because of the color of their skin. Making a racial joke does not make you racist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yesterday I made a joke about uh, Kevin. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell him uh, he's on the M.A. Roasted podcast. Yeah. I'm not going to tell him. I think you have to. Otherwise, it's a crime <laughs> yeah, no, to gonna, publish the conversation. <laughs> no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to tell him we're calling him. I'm just going to call him and say, hey, you're on the M.A. Roasted podcast. Like, I'm not going to tell him. Well, that's why he's not answering because he doesn't recognize the number. Uh, okay. I'll call him right now. Uh, yo, 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 so yesterday, right? So there was a guy in San Diego that was jerking off. On the field. You hear about that? What? Oh, yeah, I saw it while yeah, he was yeah. watching the cheerleaders. But he was like a foot, like two feet from the cheerleaders. Yeah. And he was jerking off. Uh, like, uh, but First of all, how'd he get the, that kind of pass? <laughs> Where do we sign up for that list? But his, his, his pants weren't like down. Like right. he, he, he was wor- supposed to be working there. Like, playing pocket pool. Playing pocket pool. But somebody, somebody filmed him. And uh, 
Um, Which is why you can't get away with shit anymore. You can't do that shit. You're in public. That's probably Especially a good thing. Especially at an NFL game where there's cameras everywhere on every square inch of that mm-hmm. thing. Uh, but so anyway, so I made a joke that he's the only person that was excited to see the Chargers. Right? <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah. Some lady got really offended. Like, I'm sure the cheerleaders did not appreciate that. Like, I wasn't making fun of the no, cheerleaders. No, not at all. The victim was the chargers in the joke. Yes. That how bad. And why do you have to justify it? This makes no... Fuck you, lady. Okay? You know what? You go make some other jokes wherever you want about, you know, d- you know the cheerleaders deserve better or whatever the fuck you want to say. You know? But this is bullshit. You I was going to be had- like... I was going to be like... I was almost going to say relax. No one got shot in the face except for the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> That would have made it like 50 times worse. And I was like, no, I do not need that. Well, 50 times funnier. <laughs> 50 times funnier. Like, but, but you're right. I went out of my way. I didn't mention cheerleaders in the setup. Okay. They were not the victims of the joke. I did not. You have to understand that you could joke about a topic, a topic, and there's a victim to every joke. If the victims were, fuck the cheerleaders, blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, obviously, that was in, it might have been in poor taste if that was the joke. It was the Chargers I was making fun of. The San Diego yes, Chargers. That the only person that wanted to see him was the guy jerking off to the cheerleaders. That <laughs> no, was... Like, yeah, but I wasn't... But like, the, yeah, 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 exactly. that's a great joke. Yeah. And it requires no defense. That woman just... She needs to... Loosen up. She needs to go out there and get BBC'd, and you know, and and that'll turn. You know what I mean? And that'll oh, yeah. just the, after that, we'll see how concerned she is about Charger jokes on Twitter. I've been there before. What? Reading the BBC? Yeah. What? Wait, what is that? It's Big Black Hawk. Never mind. Oh. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Have you know. been jerking off? <laughs> are you jerking off to British television? I don't know. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some something else. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's it also was? a British broadcasting system or British sorry, Broadcasting or Corporation. Corporation. Yeah. Where you like need to relax and take some time off. E- ELC or something. TLC. Tender loving care. R&R? TLC. You're just naming letters here. Is it TLC? TLC, yeah, TLC. is tender loving care. Oh yeah. It's also a good. Uh, a good rap a great group. rap group from the 90s, yeah. You know, right? I saw T-Boz. I saw T-Boz on a show last week. She got big. Still cute, still cute but just big. Well, like, she's old. She used to be smoking hot, though. Yeah, but she's had three kids. She probably has six grandchildren, so I think... You no, know, I'm, I wasn't judging, but I, not, she wasn't that big. She was still hot. Uh, uh, now, now we're going to get the complaints about that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Oh, T-Boz can't gain weight? You vanilla motherfucker! Still beautiful, <laughs> fuck. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's crazy. Like what you, it, it is annoying. I, I I thought that Trump, I think he has some somewhat taken the uh, the burden off everybody getting mad at everyone on the internet for some reason. I well, listen, clearly people don't give that much of a shit when a man can say grab him by the pussy and get elected president. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we're having a constitutional lawyer getting replaced by a reality TV star. So yeah, this is where we're at. Well, it's like that MTV thing. You see, see that that like dear white people sketch they put. Mm-mm. Oh my god, Rogan flipped out. So this uh, right because it should be considered reverse racism. It was beyond. It was it was like 2007 uh, uh, things for white people to, to do in 2017, right? And um, and it was like so. <laughs> it was not funny uh-huh. at all. And it was on MTV News put it out and. Because so, I, I saw it on my feed, and some, some guy that was black, half black, was like, my white side is offended at this or something. And so right. I'm like, what is this? And it was like, dear white people. And all of a sudden, it blew up. And then Joe Rogan said, this is, Joe Rogan put, actually, on Twitter, 
he uh, he actually wrote on Twitter. He said, um, "Here, I'll actually read his quote." So, and then and then uh, what's his name started kind of agreeing with him. Uh, Moshi Kasher, who I like, is very funny comic. Moshi Kasher. He goes, "Imagine if anyone made a video like this about any other color or ethnicity. This video is so dumb it might get Trump elected to a second term, right?" That's a pretty good way to put it. Yeah, because. Uh, uh, dear MT, yeah, it was it like went off. Uh, see if I can if I, if I if I can play it. Well, see that's the thing is so funny. Um, everybody wants something to go viral, right? Mm. That's what they want. They want it to go viral. Everyone's looking for that magic. We want a video that goes viral. You hear this shit all the time. What they don't realize is that most shit goes viral for the wrong reasons. All right, okay, all right. here it goes. Okay, it goes viral because people fucking hate it. Okay, so here's here's the dear white people. Really? Wow. Like, uh, Holy shit. I don't know. There's about a thousand athletes that'll probably disagree with you. Musicians, performers, yeah. doctors. Yeah. Uh, pretty good for Ben Carson. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, scientists. Anybody? Anybody? Like, what year is it? Okay, go on. Okay. It's pretty good for Bill Cosby. Really? Uh, c- cops? Uh, I, think it's, I think cops' lives matter. Yeah, I think it is a thing. I think it is a thing. Didn't she just say that other people don't matter? So how is that blue lives matter not a thing? Like, that just contradicts what she said before that. Oh, you know, like, she's saying, oh, black lives matter. That's it. Blue lives matter. That's it, too. Like, can't everyone's lives fucking... All right, so go. I'll, I'll, I'll keep playing it. Hold on one second. I do believe we should stop saying woke. <laughs> I gotta give them they got one. They got a good one there. Oh, and if you're a judge, don't prioritize the well-being of an Ivy League athlete over the woman he assaulted. We all love Beyonce. And yeah, she's Let's stop for one second. It's not always an Ivy League athlete. <laughs> In fact, in the cases where athletes are giving preferential treatment, I'm going to say 99 times out of 100, it's not Ivy League. <laughs> okay. Of course she cares about black issues. I'm talking to you, Fox News. Funny black guy. Kanye West, though, you guys can have it. You know what you did, Kanye. Nobody who has black friends says that they have black friends. And just because you have black friends doesn't mean you're not racist. You can be racist with black friends. Look, guys, we know nobody's perfect. But honestly, you could do a little better in 2017. Some of you guys do a great job. Some of you don't. Please, because 2016 is bad. 2017 can't be worse than this, all right? Because this is bad. The question now is this. <laughs> Do we make the rebuttal video? <laughs> Dear MTV, please play videos. Uh, just play videos. You used to play videos. Yeah, just stop trying to make social statements. I want to hear idiots. I want to hear music. I, I, I love music back in the 80s. I, I, like, I love that aha take you on You realize me. that's not what I meant at all. <laughs> I don't care. What's the thing? What's the rebuttal? The rebuttal one. We go, dear black people, <laughs> here's some things you can do better oh. in 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. That, no, we're not. 
I'm not making that video. <laughs> but you, I was going to say, this is what I'm saying. Because you realize that the way it's going to get attention will be all negative attention. And that's really what most going viral is. Is someone just hating, like enough people hating what you just did. Very few is it super positive. Well, if they're cats. Yeah, right, or... if it's a cat. We don't mind making a cat fucking famous. But, it's, but the rest of you, no. It's got to be by flames that you get noticed. And, and, and so I don't, you know, going viral is about a positive a phrase for, for comedy as it is right now as it is for his STD report. <laughs> For Joe the Kid. We can get CB Gold, put him in blackface, and then he can play the funny black guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know what, though? Listen, do you want this podcast to be famous or what? I think we should put a Dear MTV video. A Dear MTV, please play videos, and then stop making the real world. Stop making Jersey Shore. Stop making See, fucking whatever. I, I think that's the safe route. That's saying, you know, we're going to avoid what's really happening here, and we're going to, and you know who's going to watch that? Like a hundred people. That our friends are like, oh, that's pretty good of them. That will never go viral. It'll never go viral because it's not saying what 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 really is. No, because here's what is my problem. Because I don't think like MTV says, "Hey, white people, stop racism." Here's some racist shit that we're gonna do yeah. to get you to stop racism. No, no, because there's there's not a dear black people. It might be a dear my friend. You know, Billy or or, or, or or dear Nick, stop showing up late for the dime bar. Who happens to be black? But I'm not gonna go, dear black people, and put everybody under one fucking umbrella, which is what they're doing. They're saying, no, absolutely, that's the problem here. That's an incredibly racist video. It's beyond it's, and I'll tell you why it's racist and not a racial joke because it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. If you manage to be funny, then it's a racial joke. Yeah. Joke. If you said, dear white people, stop eating kale or something. Right. Or, exactly. There or, we go. No more CrossFit or right. whatever. Dear white people, like you know, I don't know. Stop, stop saying I don't need a man, and, yeah. and, 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 then, and then blowing or stop. But it's dear white men too. Not even dear white women. It's just dear white men. It's, yeah. it's always white men that like. It's ridiculous. It, that whole thing is ridiculous, and I don't understand why MTV is putting it out. Well, because they're getting a, now. Look, we're talking about them. So for them, it accomplished their goal. It actually fucking went viral. Well, what happened was I actually I saw it on, on their Facebook page, and immediately like a thousand people. Not one person liked it. A couple people go, "Oh, our white guy's getting offended." Nobody said this is funny, and they were deleting comments as they were going. They were they whoever started. They were deleting. I'm like, really. You're, you're going to make this provocative thing and then delete people's comments. So oh, you're all for free speech unless it's, hey, this sucks. And then you're deleting comments. And then, and then they put it on Twitter and they deleted that too. So they're, they're deleting video. Deleting, you know, it's just whatever. It's, what, it's just kind of weird. It's just like, uh, I don't know who saw that in the editing room and was laughing and said we should put this out. Yeah, because uh, it, it has to. It, you know, normally in the editing room, you're like, "Oh, gee, come here, this is so funny." But do you think people were laughing at that video before they put it out? Somebody thought it was funny. Yeah, somebody thought it was funny. Like, oh, I mean, you know, they didn't realize what the way it was going to be received. So somebody thought it was funny that had the power to put it out there. Yeah, Rogan's tweet, by the way, Rogan's tweet got uh, his, uh, his 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 tweet about how bad it was got. Um, it's a brilliant. His is that's a great tweet though. Yeah, about getting Trump. Yeah, his tweet got it's just bad enough to get Trump elected. He got twenty one thousand like, retweets. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Twenty one thousand retweets, forty one thousand likes. That's pretty hot. That's uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's weird. I mean, it's just it's just weird. It's fucking whole thing. Oh, right now, damn, a little busy. Uh, uh, so so Kevin Lee, yeah yeah. So I thought we would surprise you. Anyway, do we go over two oh seven? 
We did it with, with Cub. But what are your picks? Uh, my picks. Um, Amanda Nunez is training with John Wood. John Wood's a really good trainer. She's had a great training at American Top Team. She's in Vegas. She doesn't seem like the kind of girl to fold under pressure. If Ronda can make it out of the first or second round, she's got a shot of winning that fight. But Ronda's not the kind of person to go five rounds either. She gasses too. So they're both kind of bully fighters. Uh, Amanda's more active. has got a better punch, better striking. I would say better jujitsu. Although Ronda's got better judo. Uh, and judo, it's a kind of a hybrid judo-jujitsu. But if she can throw her, then she's got a good shot. But Amanda's a fucking solid mm-hmm. chick. Uh, and she probably walks around about 150, 155. So she's going to get down to 35 for this fight. And Ronda refuses to do any press for this fight. She's doing no press. They were good. actually arguing about it. But I think that helps Amanda, actually, more than it helps Ronda. No. Because it seems that so many of Ronda's opponents, they were never in the spotlight. Right. All of a sudden, they're in the spotlight, and they can't handle it. Sarah McMahon, uh, Alexis Davis, they just cut Kat Zingano. They flipped out. They got him thinking too much, too much this. But by her saying, I'm not doing press, means that Nunez isn't doing press either. In fact, the UFC has gone out of their way to not promote Nunez for this fight, which I think is not good, not nice. She's the champion. She's the one fighting. Yeah. I think Nunez wins. I do think she wins. I think she hits too fucking hard. You look, I mean, she destroyed McMahon with, on the feet. She destroyed, she, uh, she beat the other girl, Carolina, whatever her name is, the one who's fighting uh, Pena. But it was a good fight. I was there. It was good. But she did, went through Baszler. Uh, she hits really hard. I think Nunez wins this fight. And she almost beat Kat in that first round. So I think Nunez wins. You? I think you couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> it's amazing to me that people go from Superman to Clark Kent with one loss. You know, they did this to Dak Prescott of my sweet Dallas Cowboys. Wins 11 games in a row, loses to New York again, you cocksuckers. Uh-huh. But, uh, which by the way, New York, you cheated. We know it now. And you got <laughs> fucking fine. So go fuck yourselves. You know better than the fucking Patriots. All right. So, Cowboys. Um, <laughs> but, like, he loses the one game and everyone's like, should Tony come back? Fuck no, he won 11 straight games. Ronda Rousey was the greatest women's fighter, bar none, without question, until she ran into Holly Holm and had a bad fight. It wasn't, at, it the, wasn't. at the apex of all the, the, the fame and the this and all the distraction, it was too much. It wasn't she that she lost, it was the way she lost. Okay, it. right, fine. She took the time to because she knew the real problem was that she wasn't hungry to fight. She's finally hungry again. She's coming back. She's going to beat the fuck out of Nunez. Here's the real problem. You're All wrong. Day long, You're wrong. Here's the real problem. Round one. You're, here's the problem. Maybe dude. early second. Here's the real problem. She didn't get caught with a punch. Well, she didn't get a, it wasn't GSP versus Matt Sarah, okay, where she got caught with a punch. She got dominated on her feet and looked like a like an amateur fighting a pro. Yes, because she wasn't prepared to fight. She because she wasn't movies. She but she wasn't. Media. She's doing she the same the, shit down. No, she, she wasn't. Isn't. She, wasn't. she is not doing press. She said she's trying to do everything the opposite she to makes make it, it the way she has a coach. Holly. She has a coach who tells her she's got world class boxing. Which he doesn't. Maybe he did tell her that. You don't know what he's telling Who are her today. They, he's in a, he's a, he is not. His, Listen, his, I don't like him as his a coach. His record either. as a coach yes. is 0 and 11, yes. or, except for Ronda's. Ronda's 4 and 11, okay? She, he, he doesn't know how to prepare her. She has a camp built around her. They bring in people for her. That is not the way to have a camp in this situation, okay? She's not an American top team getting new looks every day. She's not an AKA. She's not at a Jackson. She's not at a fucking, uh, you know, 
the one in Canada, TriStar. She's she's in Glendale Fight Club, and she's bringing in people to who do not go hard on her. I heard I had heard from a very reliable source that they brought in uh, that girl from CB Gold. No, that they no like a very 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 reliable source. They brought in that girl from Million Dollar Baby, that that boxer, that mm. world class boxer. That girl lit her up, and they kicked her out of camp the next day. They, they, she's not getting good looks. I don't. I don't think. And uh, you're wrong. Can she beat her? Yes. Does is she going to? No. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, some money on it. I want to see. And then they roasted pool on the hundred push-ups. Fuck that. I'd rather bet a hundred dollars. <laughs> out of your fucking mind. I'll be here all day. I don't want to live here. <laughs> a push-up per hour. Totally. I'm not doing a hundred fucking. I'll give you. A, I'll bet twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. Okay. Bucks. Straight up. Straight up. Hundred dollars. Uh, twenty. No. Uh, twenty dollars. Right. Okay. Uh, this Jew just turned it into hundred dollars. <laughs> if I win, no. So, yeah. If you win, it's a hundred. If I win, it's twenty. Uh, <laughs> as far as Cody Nola versus uh, Dominic. How Cruz, about that shit talk? That's the hardest. That's the hard one to pick. That's the hard one because no, Cody Nolov is younger. Uh... I think is a better boxer. He was 33 and one as an amateur boxer. Um, but Dominic Cruz is a fucking wizard. Yeah. And, and, and he figures you out. And he's smart. And he's crafty. And he hasn't taken that much damage. I mean, yeah, he's fucking weird. You've never seen him in a war, uh, except for against his ACL. Uh, he's, <laughs> he, he's always. Uh, and the last time I, I thought I thought TJ was going to take him, he didn't. So I, I'm not betting against Dominic Cruz anymore. I'm picking Dom. You? I'm with Dominic Cruz. The guy, he's just so odd to fight. Nobody knows what to do with him. And it, we were talking about the same thing with, uh, what's his name, Hall, Ryan Hall, and those weird spinning attacks and everything he does. When somebody's weird like that, it throw, it, it fucks you up. Yeah. And, and this guy, I, every time I watch him, I'm like, I wouldn't know, what do you do with that? I mean, in a way, you want it to be illegal. You want to be like, hey, man, stand there and fucking fight me. But that's the brilliance of what he does. I'm in Dominic Cruz all day. You? Dominic Cruz. Okay. For uh, Doom Velasquez, I think Kane learned his lesson, although I did hear that Kane's getting back surgery January 4th and has been taking medical marijuana to help him for his back surgery. God bless him. Which could mean, though, he's going to test positive and this fight's not going to happen. Right. Because if that's what he's saying now, that's not a good sign. Um, Again. But why are you taking medical marijuana? got to refresh these oh, names. Why are you taking before question. your surgery medical marijuana? For pain. Before your surgery? Yes. Why not take it after your surgery? Because he's in pain right now and wants to get through the fight. Oh, right. He's managing the pain and he clearly doesn't want to get hooked on pills, which that I think is very, very smart because these opiates that they hand out end up fucking people up and they fall, die in their sleep. So I think it's a smart move to stick with, 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 uh, with the marijuanals. Yep. And but but he's managing pain and yes he's going to get busted because because marijuana doesn't leave your system in three days the way cocaine does baby <laughs> so you know it sticks in your system for three months so yes if he's using medical marijuana unless they've approved it and said you can use this for pain management then yeah this isn't even we're talking about so I think Kane wins this fight uh, Johnny Hendricks Neil Magny this is the fight that mm. I I'm, I'm curious about that's what because, I wanted to talk about because Magny wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's let Joe go first on this. I mean, listen, do you guys talk about? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know nothing of MMA. I think it's like, this is what I want to talk about. I'm like, I'm interested to hear this fucking, <laughs> like, I mean, one guy looks like he fucks like a champ, and the other guy looks like he funks real hard, and I don't really, like, I didn't know what was coming. We didn't get none of that. So, Hendrix, uh, 
You know, it's sort of like this is his last fight, I think. I think if, that's if, right. if he loses, um, he has not looked like the same Johnny Hendricks. Leaving Team Takedown was a mistake. Um, at the same time, it, that was socialism, where you, everyone just shares their, their money, and right. why should he you give half his money to other? But Neil Magny was looking like a world beater until his last fight, but Hendricks doesn't have the speed or the power. He has the power, he doesn't have the speed that this other guy did, uh, Lorenz Larkin. Doesn't have the speed that Larkin has to catch him. Although I do think Hendricks, it's hard to count him out. As bad as he looks against Gastelum, and uh, it's hard to count him out. So I think Johnny is going to win. Me too. I'm counting him out. Second, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, motherfucker. No, no. Listen, Johnny's a great guy. He's a super sweetheart. But, but he has looked. You know, when I look at sports, I'm always looking for trends. Right. And he is a guy that to me has been trending downward for quite some time. And and Neil Magny is a guy not necessarily trending up. He's more like, you know, uh, peaks and valleys. Yeah. He'll be up and then a little down, but then a little up and then back up and then down. You know what I mean? So so while he certainly has a greater uh, uh, to me, he has a much lower, uh, much higher floor than Johnny Hendricks. Hendricks, I think, will be hitting the floor. Uh, and I like Johnny. We, we hung out with him in Vegas, super nice guy. Yeah. But uh, what I've seen from him the last couple of fights, not making weight, getting knocked out, not just not looking like a focused, hungry fighter. Whereas Neil Magny still looks hungry to me. I'm going Neil Magny. I'm going with Johnny. I think this is Johnny's comeback. See, and that's that's when your heart gets involved. You're making a heart choice right now. I can see it in your, I can hear it in your voice. Well, that, and he said he's coming to my comedy like, show. I, exactly. I just, I, <laughs> exactly. That's all you're thinking about. I, I can't say, you know. No, you're saying, because you love Johnny. Johnny's great, but in, I can hear well, it in your okay, voice. Okay, look. He be, he, no, I'm looking at his. He's I dreamy. Okay. He's so strong. Okay, he's got so big since hands. GSP fight, which I thought he won, he, he beat Robbie Lawler in a very, very close fight. He lost to his last, his, lost to only Robbie. his last five fights. We're talking about years ago now. Uh, no, okay. 2015, two years ago, he he beat Matt Brown, uh, and then and then he lost to Stephen Thompson. Who's, boom! Who's all? Who's that guy's a, a train wreck to sure, fight? Sure, but then he lost to Kelvin. Boom! That's it. Nice but I'm saying he's. But you saw what he looked like. Okay? He didn't, he, yeah. Now, if he shows up and looks lean and hungry and focused. Then I'll believe it. Well, he'll be hungry because he's cutting weight. Well, be, that, but, uh, last time he couldn't get it done. I mean, he just did that to me as a fighter that isn't focused completely on the job at hand. Well, it's funny because I asked him to come to my show and he's like, depending on, on, like my, on my weight cut, uh, and like, I've never had a more definitive no <laughs> in my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be working on the weight cut. <laughs> but Neil Magny, I mean, you talk about a guy who's streaky. I mean, he, he lost to Maya, but then since then he beat Silva, Gastelum, Lombard in one of the be- biggest comeback, amazing but, comebacks I've ever but seen. But then got murked by Larkin. I was yeah. there. I don't know. It's, this is an interesting fight. Well, how so, do you think Hendricks wins? I think he, I think if Hendricks doesn't knock him out in, in the first two minutes, he loses the fight. <laughs> but we're talking about a guy who has serious power in his hands. But he's also an amazing wrestler, which he doesn't use anymore. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem with his game. He's looking for the striking. And it's like, dude, use the wrestling, man. Come yeah, on. He's a two-time national champion. I know. And, 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 and that's what drove me crazy about the last one. He's, he's just swinging. And I'm like, quit swinging and take this man down. Yeah. Yep. But he didn't have the energy. He's a weird. You know, uh, talk about a guy, I think, also, who started fighting, started wrestling at age five. Was a four-time state champion, maybe five-time, 
Then it was a two-time national champion. Five-time. <laughs> we got I, held back. I, I, think, I, I, I think he might have won it in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh, not shit. kidding. Wow. So the guy who's just competed his whole life, where yeah. it's like sometimes like wrestling burnout happens in high school, in college. Now we're talking about after wrestling, winning the UFC gold. I mean, there's legitimate burnout here with just competing, and that's what I get scared. However, when you lose two in a row, and you go, okay, it's now or never, Sometimes when your back is against a wall is when you're the most dangerous. We saw that with the Matt Brown, Jake Ellenberger fight. Uh, we saw that with Cub Swanson, who lost two in a row his last fight. So will he be able to pull that off and just say, listen, I'm done fucking losing. It's time to start knocking some fuckers out. And in which case, Magny, you know, he's a skinny guy. He's a big target. Tall guy. Can he land it? But Magny knows this. You know, so who knows? It's going to be a good fight. I'm excited. What? What are you saying? Oh, I'm saying nothing. I'm like I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100. percent Oh, thanks. I think he's gonna knock Magny out first round. All right. So, well, you know, <laughs> and I'm hoping to get a new car for Christmas. So, let's, uh... <laughs> but if you bet on Maddie, that means Hendricks is gonna win, right? That's why I don't bet. Yeah. All See, right. whenever I bet, it changes the way I think about a fight. Yeah. And it's better, or a game, or anything, and motions get involved, and oh, I, and I, and so if I leave the money part out, I can make a fair assessment of how I really think shit's going to go. Now, aren't you in your pool now for the championship this week? Two championships this week in both my leagues in fantasy football. I had uh, two bye weeks going into the playoffs, won both my semifinals, and now play for double championships this coming and Sunday how much, how much on you- Christmas. Go Cowboys! How much do you win? Uh, I th- well, I think it's only like um, like a little over four hundred dollars a league each. Yeah, so you might win eight hundred dollars. I win eight hundred to a thousand dollars this weekend. You might, you might make none. Might make nothing. It's just you. No, no, no. I'll still get second place money. So I think, but the minimum I'll make is like. Two hundred or three hundred dollars, depending on what the second place money that's is. Pretty because I had heard from people saying that you were wrong on every week. Listen, that's how you know that they're wrong because I'm playing for the championship in two leagues. All right. So you know, I mean, listen, no one's hundred percent right, but again, I'm good at spotting guys when they're trending. Right. You know, and so you know, it's paid off for me. That's true. All right. Well, listen, where can people... F- are you doing a live podcast about this? I'm going to do the podcast. Uh, there'll be one out going into the championship week. I didn't... Because there's not a lot of strategy left now. You know, I mean, you, you either have the team or you don't. Most guys are out or they're playing in their consolation rounds. So, I mean, but I'm still going to, you know, but I want to talk about these, the players and who's in the championship and all that business. So. Where can people find this? Uh, on SoundCloud. It is, thank you for, look at this nice prompt. It is called Fantasy Football Harsh Reality. Nice. And Joe, don't you have a podcast as well? Oh, yes, I do, Adam. It's called Wean Dog Radio. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. Nice. And if you would like your lady to cry during <laughs> sex, just play him a little sweet Wean Dog Radio in the background. Exactly. Uh, that's the main marketing point right now. I'm really focusing on it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe P. Comedy. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Wean Dog TV. You can email me at weendogtv at gmail.com. That's pretty much it. All right. Man, cool. Well, now that everyone clicked off, uh, right. I would like to mention, are we doing credits? Yes. Yeah, we do. Okay. Uh, I'll be follow. Well, first, comedy spot for New Year's in Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you're in that market, come see me. And it's not even expensive. I think it's like $15, $20. Right. And then, uh, and then I'll be following right behind you at the Stratosphere. I'll be there the following week, January 2nd through 8th. Okay, I will be uh, at the Stratosphere uh, January 26th. No, no, December 26th to January 1st. Hit me up. That's next week. Uh, Shows every night at 8 o'clock. Then I am in Edmonton at the Comic Strip in Edmonton, Canada. 
the first week of January. Second week of January, I'm in Minnesota at the Mall of America at the House of Comedy. Uh, you can see my whole website uh, at adamhunter.com. And uh, I think um, also the Dime Bar every Monday and Tuesday. Every Monday and Tuesday. Dave Great Cha- shows. Dave Chappelle showing up. Yeah. Donnell Rawlings, Jamie Kennedy, uh, Guy Tory, uh, me and you, Greg, uh, Joe, the, the kid Perez will be there. It's going to be, uh, we got some good lineups coming up. Um, and uh, thank you. If you want, like our show and you want to tip us, you can tip us at tipafighter.com. Tipafighter.com. Yes. And also, if you want to learn stand up, if 2017 is your year, uh, look, uh, I'll be teaching my workshop starting in January, starting with the free workshops. So just go and sign up on the email list there at thecomedyinstitute.com. Thank you guys. <laughs> <laughs>